Hey everybody, it's Matt Carney. I'm playing a show at Ybor City at the Ritz on September 27th. You should be there. It's going to be awesome. Bring a friend. Uh, come be my friend. And this is a ghost levitating selfie. What? Oh, that chord won't be there. That chord will be there. Just like you. Hey everybody, we are Make Chance and we're going to come to Tampa on October 10th to play a show at the Ritz Ibor. So just click now to get your tickets. Cigar City Radio is sponsored by No Clubs and StateMedia.com. Find out about upcoming concerts in Tampa Bay by visiting StateMedia.com and tagging No Clubs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag WeAreConcerts. Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 84. The song you just heard was Constance by Big Bliss from the album At Middle Distance, which will be out October 19th via Exit Stencil Records. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, a man who is very sick. And I don't mean sick in the head. I mean physically sick, Mr. Jason Solanas. Hey, Randy, my, uh, my throat is covered in phlegm. Yeah, it, I can hear that. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys hear it? I won't. I won't make you speak anymore. You've you've done enough today. Thank God. All right. Our guest on this episode is Maxwell Kahn, the founder of a little booking collective based in NYC called Ears to Feed. Maxwell has been a friend of ours for a while. He actually introduced us to uh, our intern, his brother. Christopher Kahn, who's also on this episode and is 19. Mm. Yeah, he's 19. And he now works at Starbucks as of today. Congratulations, Christopher, as uh, your job at Starbucks. I'm coming for my coffee, you know, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Free, free coffee for Cigar City Management for life from Starbucks. But Maxwell Kahn is awesome. He's really plugged into the New York scene and ba- the greater music scene. He works with a lot of up-and-coming bands, uh, puts together some of the coolest shows in New York, and is really just an awesome guy to talk to. I got to know him a little better this year at South by Southwest. Uh, we were crashing at the same pad for a couple nights, and uh, he's just a cool guy. So thanks for coming on the show, Max. He was in town visiting his family and his friends um, and took the time to come and, and sit with us, so we really appreciate that. Uh, he's also throwing the Big Bliss album release show, which is happening October 20th at Alphaville featuring special guests Grim Streaker, Flexi, and Gustav, as well as a DJ set by Eaters. So that's going to be a banger of a show. Uh, obviously, you know, we're a little biased because we love Big Bliss and we manage them, but that album is going to be incredible. You should definitely be at the release show for At Middle Distance, and you should follow Ears to Feed and everything that they're doing at facebook.com slash ears to feed or at ears to feed on the socials you can find them on the socials they're not hard ears to feed who else is feeding ears 
only Maxwell Khan. So here it is, episode 84. undisclosed location in Carrollwood. Um, and we're hanging out with the Khan brothers or is it the can brothers? I ask this all the time. Can uh, or con? We've, we spoke about this a few days ago, but if it's a formal thing, I'll say it's con con. If it's yeah, for all friends and it's uh it's can. can. Or you could, you could you well, choose. No, no, I want to do the right, the right thing. It's can. Yeah. Can. Come out of the womb of Star Wars. If it's an interview. Fan. Yeah, say Khan like uh, K H A N, like the wrath of the wrath of Khan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're a, if you're a long time listener of the show, you might know the voice of Christopher Khan, um, who is our intern. Um, who you did slow dive, right? Slow dive was the first interview that you that did? was the first interview I ever did. Yeah. Yeah, and you did a good job with that. So if you listen to the slow dive episode, that was Chris Khan. We're sitting with his brother now, Maxwell Khan, who's in town from New York. Maxwell runs a uh, a little booking collective based in NYC. I'm reading this off your Facebook page. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, called Ears to Feed. So tell us what what is Ears to Feed? How what like what do you do? Uh, just small booking company um, started about three years ago, um, and it's just grown from like this year has probably been like our biggest year. Like it's the first time we. Had band like flew a band out from out of town called Beat, um, and then uh, you know just getting like industry attention uh, and being able to work with agents now. So so it's slowly and steadily like gaining its its level. I mean we're still competing with Popka and Ad Hoc, and you know they're the big boys on the scene. But um, yeah, it's it's growing and it's uh, it's really fun. You know, putting shows together. You've been telling me for a while that Bambara is one of the best bands in New York. So what is it about that band that, that you love so much? I mean, first off, they're like amazing people. Uh, it's two brothers. So it reminds me of, uh, you know, they're super close, just like me and my brother are. Um, but uh, they just, there's just like a certain energy and a certain heaviness. They're, where I say they're the best band in New York, I'm going to leave that up to other people to decide. For me, I think that's Uniform, which is a lot more heavier than Bambara. But Bambara is definitely uh, within like our scene. It's like, you know, they're, they're just going places. And it, it's really uh, cool. Like they, they did Audio Tree yesterday and they're touring around the country and they're going to tour with idols from the UK in the fall. So right. yeah, and they're touring with Algiers right now, right? They did three dates with Algiers, but they're, they, they toured with Algiers in the past. They're, they're like close Atlanta friends. So, yeah. yeah. So how do you find these bands? Like, how do you like this, this band from Chicago you were just talking about or shame? Like, where did you initially hear of shame? You know? Uh, just, internet <laughs> shame got like cover of nme before south by like they were on the 
They were everywhere, right? I found them through a pitchfork. Pitch. They they were like on a pitchfork festival in mm-hmm. Paris, and name sounded kind of cool, so I just clicked on it and I watched them. I was like, "Holy shit, this band is so you know just so great!" And now yeah. they're you know one of the biggest bands in Europe now, and they're all. Well, they're one of those bands that's like undeniably good, you know, yeah. like even if it's not your thing or like you don't listen to that type of music, like you watch them and you see their performance and you can just see how passionate they are. And it's like that's, you know, and it's unique and original and there's not a lot like that, you know. Yeah. And the UK has got like a really good scene right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know when you were over there. uh which bands you got to see? Who did you see in the UK? Uh, there were some really cool bands that opened um, for Fruit and Flowers while we were over there. There was a great band from Brighton called uh, The Sit Down. They were really cool. Um, there is, uh, I'm trying to think of other bands. It all starts to blend together, you know, when you're on yeah. tour because like, you see so many shows. But um, that's one of the cool things about doing a tour like that is like we kind of got to see every scene's like best look, you know, cause you were the, 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 the touring band from New York. So the bands that were opening for them were, you know, th- the best band in that scene. You'd think, you know, yeah. um, man, I wish I had more names off the top of my head, but the sit down was one that really jumped out to me. That's cool. Um, and, uh, God, there was another band in London that was super dope. Um, and I bought their tape, but the name's just blanking on me right now. And that they might listen to this and then be really mad at me on Twitter. So remind <laughs> me of who, you, of who you were in London because your band was awesome. God, I, and they had a cool name too. And I'm just totally drawing like, you know what? I'm going to look it up um, while you tell me more about. So, so the internet is how you find bands. Basically. Yeah. I obviously, mean, obviously through what that, else, what through else people find any, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be more specific. That, just, be more just, specific. just uh, everything is found on the internet these days. Um, no, I mean, it's either through that or like a mutual friend uh, just introduces me or sen- sen- shoots me over a link, um, which is, you know, the same way we find bands. So, yeah, I mean, going to shows like literally almost every night, either working shows, doing box office, doing sound, um, you know, just being in that environment all the time, you kind of you s- it's crazy seeing like at least 16 bands a week, but that's a shit ton of bands. It's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of bands. Sometimes two, two, two shows in the same night. So you'll go from like, you know, the indie rock noise bill into like the straight hardcore show. Like that starts at like midnight and goes until like three on a Thursday. Cause that's, well, that's one of the the beauties of being in New York is yeah. that you can do all that and you can go to like three or four shows in a night and it's, you know, it's not impossible. Yeah. So I did that at Northside. I went to like five or six shows that Who, night. Who'd you see at Northside that you thought was like, you know, really, I don't know. Um, Sloppy Jane was impressive. Surprisingly, I haven't seen her yet. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would see that show. Um, Sloppy Jane was really, very cool. Um, you know, big bliss as always was really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a, you know, a totally biased choice, but, um, big bliss was definitely really cool. And, uh, uh, who else did I see at Northside? Russian baths? Like as I already said, they were, they were incredible. Um, saw half a grooms of that during that set too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was good. That was the first time I'd seen them too. Everybody at your show was really good because I was, you know, I was, uh, 
a little disappointed in some of the uh, like local esque shows at Northside. I can, I guess, I can go on record saying that. Like, you know, I think yeah. the bigger shows were all really, really good, but some yeah. of the smaller shows I thought were kind of uninspired. You know, it was like the kind of thing that you could see any weekend in New York. You know, but I thought your show in particular like had such a strong lineup that I could tell why people were hanging out there all night, you know, because <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like every band on there was good. And if I didn't have, you know, so many other obligations that night, I would have probably hung out there all night too, you know? So, um, kudos to you for like actually, you know, putting on a show. It's the big CD, man. What's that? It's the big CD. Did it's you see the it? Big CD? Yeah. Um, what, so no, tell me about this. So within New York city DIY circles, uh, my aunt, uh, my family, uh, cooks up, uh, big CD and I bring it to every show and yeah. it's gained like its own sort of uh there's a cult following in New York yeah I didn't know this yes it has its own dedicated Instagram page too dude why how have I not had this big ZD it's so, so you didn't bring any for this you should have brought some for the podcast <laughs> I mean that would have been difficult given the tra- traveling oh no it's okay so, so she actually makes it yeah she actually makes oh, it from scratch in the it's morning not, it's not just you doing her recipe it's her making yeah. big yeah ziti. yeah she she has like this old school so where recipe. the fuck is our big ziti man yeah i know <laughs> god the next that's time that's the next amazing. time you guys are up in new york just let me know she's oh, up like sure. the night before yeah making a the sauce is already made the night I before be bad asking for that big ziti then she's up the night before making big ziti and she loves it she like, she, she has a, she yeah she loves cooking eat me some wow. big ziti next time we're in new york yeah, I can't believe I missed this at Northside. Or where I didn't even. It see was it was right right behind. Uh, you know the tent. The yeah yeah because Secret Project Robot just has like these crazy art installations. Um, yeah, but uh, it was like right behind one of the tents, and like all the bands were like eating it. Uh, was it? Yeah, everyone's usually pretty surprised. Like Colby coming from San Francisco, they were like, "Oh shit, there's actually food here." We, you know, that that never happens. Yeah. And like, it helps you out because, like, if there isn't, you know, because not every show is a huge success. So, like, yeah. if there isn't like a crazy amount of people, at least like you get the band. Food. The bands instead of just getting two drink or maybe one drink ticket her band member and then like two guest list spots like yeah no here's some food because like we appreciate like yeah, yeah the fact that you wanted to do a show with us so well yeah. i mean we we're just talking about the uk and like over there like that's that's much more common you know especially in the eu and like in europe like they want to feed you like they feed you so much that like you get sick from all the food that they feed you <laughs> you know um and that's kind of a cool way to like you know, hey, you know, thanks for coming to our town. Thanks for doing our show. Like, here's some food. You know, like yeah, because like, you're because you're bread, you know hungry and starving. And, yeah, you know, music. Nobody's making any money off music. So, and yeah. that's really cool because in New York, you know, there's so many other venues and so many other places to play that, like, you know, um, and so many bands that are striving to be on all those stages that it's like people kind of don't give a shit on both sides. You know, like sometimes bands don't try as hard because they're just like, ah, it's just another one of millions of New York shows. And then sometimes, you know, agents and promoters don't try as hard because, you know, it's just another New York show. Yeah. So it's cool that like you actually try to give a shit, you know? Yeah. Um, 
like the north side thing was cool because it, it was a really rare occurrence in promoting where like every single band member my uh myself promoting uh and then like friends of mine who were just going to the show were just like even like shouting out like it does like that that rarely happens maybe maybe like usually you get two bands opposed to that don't and then like the promoter posts or sometimes doesn't right. just sends out like facebook invites and then you don't see anything um so it was really cool there was like that a lot of like good energy going towards that show yeah so. Yeah. So uh, th- this kind of leads into the, uh, my next question, but I was going to say, like, what tips do you have for bands that are trying to get booked on shows and want to do more shows? Obviously, like promoting the show is a good thing to start doing, you know, if yeah. you're not promoting your shows. But what what else would you say? You know, if you what do you like to see the bands that you book do? I, sh- I guess I should say. Um, so if, aside from the live show, cause so, sometimes I work with bands that don't have social media presence. Mm-hmm. So that's really tough to, you know, to market. But then again, like there's some scenes where you don't need that. Like you, you'll just have like a seven inch up and mm-hmm. people will come to the show for some reason. Yeah. Um, but mainly like send out, you know, promote as much as you can and it just looks really great especially like when you're trying to get on bigger bills at like rough trade or music hall or even at the brooklyn bazaar like we pay attention to that stuff like if you're actively showing that like you care about like having people at your show and you have a really great uh sort of image on social media and like people recognize that and you know, you're, you're just able to get people in the room, then, you know, it's, it just helps you out as a band instead of just like doing one post or not even mentioning that the show is even going on because that happens so many times. Yeah. Um, so you just got to stay on top of bands. That's like the, that's the other thing. Like when you promote, just make sure like you're like, you know, tagging all the bands and even tagging the promoter, making sure they're up on their stuff. Cause sometimes promoters slack. So yeah, it, it's, it's kind of, it's a team effort to, to make sure that, you know, people come out to the show because yeah. there's a million shows in New York. Yeah. Well, that's, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. It definitely makes sense. So what's going on here in Tampa? I've yet to, oh. uh, see what's going on. I know Crowbar has a lot of good shows coming up. Crowbar has a lot of good shows coming up. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff happening over in St. Pete too. The Benz always has good shows. You know, uh, Janice, always good shows at Janice and, and State Theater, of course. Shout out to uh, No Clubs, our sponsors. You know, we have to have to give them some love, right? What's up, No Clubs? What's up, No Clubs? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, though. Kristen and Tony. Yeah, they, No Clubs brings a lot of uh, really like good national talent to the area, um, which do, is which is always great to see. Do you know... Um, uh, what's this Lil guy? Wayne? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I was funny just going to... Like, how? how? Wayne. Yeah. Uh, aestheticize? Presents? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Jack um, has some amazing shows that he puts together. Um, and he re- does a really good job of finding the right locals, I think. Like, he's really good at pairing locals with, like, you know, this is exactly the show that this band should be on or this artist should be on, you know. So shout out to Jack. He's always putting together cool stuff. And a lot of his shows now are at Crowbar, you know, because Jack would, Jack would book a lot, too, um, at New World Brewery, which isn't around 
currently. You know? Oh, it closed? Um, yeah, it closed what, last year. Yeah, it closed sometime last year. Yeah. Oh, and that yeah. kind of sucks because it leaves a hole in that um, like under 100 cap yeah, space. And there were, uh, there were prominent musicians playing at that under 100 cap. So you get really intimate shows in Tampa. Yeah, like when um, a- Amy Ray, last exactly. time she was in town, she was at um, – New World Brewery, and that was like a like Jason said, a really intimate show with you know a, a very prominent musician. But now that shows at Crowbar, you know, which is great. I love Crowbar, but it's a much bigger space, yeah. and than it New doesn't World fit was. the same kinds of of song singer songwriters. You know, because New World Brewery had some rock shows, but it was more focused on individual singer songwriters, yeah. someone with a guitar, someone with a small band. Yeah, you didn't want somebody too loud at exactly. New World. But you know? Amy Ray at the Crowbar is cool and everything, but it doesn't really fit that vibe. Because um, yeah. Crowbar has two bars and an outdoor space, and they generally have like heavier-hitting shows. You know, while World, New World Brewery was... Uh, kind of a bunch of hippies and it was cool yeah you know? yeah so it so that that's the down the, the the downside to the scene right now is that we're missing that small room or that small space where you know up and coming bands even you know that that new world was a great place for you know if it was your band's first show you know or your first one of your first shows you know that'd be a great place to you know if you could pack new world then you can see where you, what you have from there, you know, as opposed to trying to pack Crowbar, which is a much bigger space. That's more difficult. You How know, big so. is that space? Crowbar is probably like 300. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you take indoor and outdoor. Yeah. 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 But I mean, if you have 100, 150 people in Crowbar, it looks pretty, it looks, looks good, you know. <laughs> but uh, besides that, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bands I'm excited about um, in the Tampa scene. Uh, one of them is Glove. They're they're um, they're actually going to be in New York pretty soon. I think uh, I think they're playing much mores, actually. Oh, okay. Um, they're doing much mores, and I think I want to say Berlin. They're doing like two shows there. Yep. Um, but they're really cool. Um, and I'm really liking like the Tampa electronic scene right now. We talk about him a lot on the show, but like Friedback is doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. He just if you've seen the, uh, I think it's the most recent visit Tampa Bay ads. That's Friedback's music on there now, which is kind of cool that he's yeah, the uh, he doesn't fuck around. He's, yeah, he's, he's the very serious. Yeah, he's the musical ambassador yeah. to Tampa right now because he's in the ad. Yeah, you know that's pretty dope. Besides being uh, an electronic musician, he's a fantastic producer with access to some really incredible equipment. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the few people sponsored by Moog. Yeah. He's Ooh, his studio. That, that's, that's that's a big yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, pretty, that's a big deal out of this world. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, um, just recently, um, Dia and Saint, D and Saint, they just released their, um, project with, uh, they're, they're working with like Billy Mays, who's doing this, um, collective of like kick-ass St. Pete musicians. So that's definitely something I'd, I'd recommend too. Um, D Alps is incredible. D Alps, D Alps has been kicking yeah. some They've been cool tunes. Noticeably. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're kicking out some cool music. Yeah. Ooh, no, yeah, I was D Alps. Like their record last year was probably my favorite record of the year. You nice. know, um, and recently another. Speaking of D Alps, uh, Pogo is back. I don't know if you know Pogo. No, um, they were uh, a band. Like I think they, this is like their first. Like they're doing their first tour in like twenty years or something. Tampa's a uh, point. I remember when I came back to New York from Tampa. Uh, Especially going uh, St. Vitus and stuff. Um, 
like Tampa has like a really is well known for their death metal scene. Hell yeah. So I just wanted to know like what like is there anything? Is there still stuff going on with that? Yeah. The brass mug um has been the like purveyors of death metal and heavy metal in the scene for a long time. Um and now a lot of the bigger metal shows are going to Orpheum too. They've been doing a lot of big metal shows, but like the small underground tampa metal scene is the fucking brass mug man okay that's the spot always has been always oh my god yeah we and they Jason, upgraded yeah no, no no they moved to another because they used to be like in a small little strip plaza and it was like the dirtiest smelliest like smokiest dive bar right next door find. to a plaza right next door to a gas station no it was jason and i used to be in a metal band back in the day don't, oh for don't, real yeah, don't make fun don't make fun that no yeah. that's that's awesome yeah <laughs> we, we play the brass mug all yeah. the time like to the point where like we weren't old enough to play in the brass mug and they would just like let us come in set up play our our songs and then we'd have to leave right away you know like that was that was how it was there. We always hung out outside. We always went to the racetrack past the, what is the rent-a-rim or whatever? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the gas station, past the rent-a-rim, grab some Arizona iced tea, hang out outside, talk shit about people as they were walking in, <laughs> play our show, and fuck off. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. So, the that, so that space Fucking now is like a tea shop. <laughs> I think it's a tea Kalisha shop. Tea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kalisha yeah. Tea moved in and there. then they moved, and then the brass mug moved over off Skipper Road, right, yes. by the Army-Navy store, and it's like a much bigger space than yeah. it was, but it still like has that like cd yeah. metalness to it's it metal. it's, yeah, it's so metal, metal. it's I, so i feel metal. like you could move the brass mug into a floor on the ritz carlton and it would just be it would be CD still be metal. the metalist place <laughs> no matter what yeah yeah so i i don't i don't know what's going on in the like local local metal scene but that's something we yeah. should explore because i feel like there's probably something kick-ass happening you know you can't live in this kind of heat you know without wanting to like get loud and Scream Rage. and worship Satan. Yes. <laughs> I have a high school friend, Richard Light, who's a photographer for a local Tampa metal band called Nomadic. Okay. So they can get a plug. I Arch. think they're going on tour soon. Shout out to them. Nomadic. Let's get them on the podcast. Nom- Tell us about that Tampa metal scene. What about our boy uh, Bloodbath and Beyond? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, a great, that's a great name. Shout out to Connor. Yeah, that is a great <laughs> band name. Yeah. Bloodbath and Beyond. So, you know, there's there's shit happening in Tampa, man. Deity's local. Yeah, don't write us on. Deicide. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you're going with the, the, you got Deicide and uh, Obituary is originally from Tampa. You know, Uh, yeah, they they play Vias pretty often. Yeah. I think they've played it like twice this year or three times this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, there's definitely a legendary death metal scene here. And I think like Morbid Angel and stuff, too, and uh, some really kick-ass bands. But... We need to get we need to get more on that level. We don't there's not enough metal on this podcast yeah, and in our lives. <laughs> duo. Yeah. I actually just I saw Slayer live just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so how was that? that that's her final tour, right? Yeah, their yeah. last tour ever. And um it was at the Orlando Fairgrounds, which I didn't like what? know that, was that's a place. Where Tyler, Tyler the Creator played. That's really? Song, yeah. It's a weird venue. It's yeah, a weird it venue, is. and they don't really have their parking situation figured out. So this if is anybody grass. Yeah, if anybody from the Orlando, uh, if anybody from Orlando is listening, yeah, good park luck service, there. Your get on yeah, your get your parking situation. <laughs> but Slayer more than made up for it. Like, honestly, it was the most metal show I've ever seen in my life. Like it was like, uh, what's that fucking Cartoon Network metal Metalocalypse? It was like Metalocalypse <laughs> come to life, like with Slayer, you know, and they yeah. just 
fire, you know, just shooting out everywhere and like just all these different, they had this like projection thing with like this skull that was coming out and just so much fire. Like that's, that was the amazing part to me was how much actual fire they had going at once. Like the logo was on fire. Everything was on fire, you know, Um, they had, uh, 16 Marshall stacks on stage, eight on each side. And then they had four, bass cabinets under the drummer so like the drummer is oh, like geez. playing on top of bass you oh, know <laughs> like just just no. just to make sure that he feels right? yeah that he really bass. feels the bass is happening dude yeah and they're old slayer is old now yeah there are some old guys but they rocked so hard like you wouldn't believe so that was definitely a show that i'm glad i didn't miss i felt <laughs> like i was like 12 years old again watching slayer it was fucking so good that's awesome so, yeah we need to get we need to get more metal. That's, yeah, that's the theme of today. It's funny moving when I moved to New York and discovering that scene. I kind of went back, like doing like some internet scouring and just trying to find out. Well, what did I miss in in Tampa? And I missed out on you know uh, their like merchandise when they were first yeah. getting big. They yeah. you know that yeah, usually when I introduce Tampa, I'm like, well, we. You know, we got merchandise. That's yeah. one band. Um, you know what's funny is the only time I've ever seen merchandise was on Bedford Avenue. Oh, for real? Yeah, for Northside? Like, yeah, like on the street, <laughs> on the street at, at Bedford Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how ironic is that? It's, that's, <laughs> I mean, the only time I've seen them is in New York. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'd like to see them here, but, you know, they all live in different cities now. Yeah. Um, I don't even think they're going to be together anymore. I think they might have broken up. Mm. who knows dropping truth bombs over here wow yeah Damn. well they move to different wow. cities you know it's tough to be a band if you're not in the same place yeah it can you be know. yeah i mean yeah i feel i feel like i wouldn't be able to do that you know even even just being here for like two weeks like i can't really like focus on like what's going on in new york right now because i'm yeah having so much fun down here just chilling so yeah mm. uh I don't know. Yeah. So what's what's next for you then? What's next for ears to feed? What are you gonna What are you What are you gonna do when you get back to New York? You go back and what tomorrow? Yeah, I go fly back uh, tomorrow afternoon. I'll be. And there's been ears to feed shows while you've been gone. So who's who's running the show up there while you? I have there? a great assistant, uh, Emily Stambulian. Uh, she threw shows at Howard College, kind of like she had like the Sentiment Club and Ritual Humor on like a f- one of her shows. And I was like, oh shit, there's somebody who's younger than me who like knows what's going on. It's yeah. like bringing that to like some school in uptown Manhattan. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she held it down. It it it, did, it was really well. I, w- I was down here seeing Weezer and Pixies and she did her thing and like took care of the show and it did did great especially because like there was such like a time constraint on that show like Uh doors at seven first band has to be on at 7 15 wow that's 10 10 p.m curfew because they got a late show after us so four bands in that span of time and like you know uh we did really well uh walk up wise um and it was for his band from St. Louis, uh, Shady Bug, um, who might get signed to a good, I want to say it, but I can't say it. Yeah, it just yeah, sucks yeah. that you can't say these things. But they'll, they'll, they're doing they're, things. Yeah, they're doing things. So, uh, 
the Midwest has a couple of really good bands coming through right now. I mean, Ganser, Shady Bug. Uh, Chicago's got a good scene. I'll Chicago has now. a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to, I think next summer, whenever I have the chance, like I'll check out Chicago. Yeah. One of my favorite bands from Chicago um, is a band called Touched by Ghoul. Touched by Ghoul. Yeah. And they, um, they're going to be opening for the Foo Fighters when the Foo Fighters play Wrigley Field. So oh, that's dope is that? that's that's really awesome. Yeah, so shout out yeah. to Touch by Ghoul. I saw them on a Monday night with Jason. Actually, I saw them on a Monday night in Chicago, and it was one of the best Fucking shows. Rock and roll, dude. yeah, one of the best <laughs> shows I've ever God seen. Minds, I've never seen people so happy about yeah. music. Well, I yeah. shouldn't say happy because people were punching each other. But yeah, no, like people, like it was, it was heavy. <laughs> they, and they're a perfect opening band for the Foo Fighters because it's like they're heavy, but they're not like metal. Like they're just a heavy fucking rock band. Yeah, you know, whoever so. the booking agent for the Foo Fighters or whoever is doing or picking out the bands, maybe it's just them. Yeah, uh, they they got some really cool openers that they bring on tour with them. Yeah. Like uh, Idols did did a show with them back two years ago and then from there that's that's how ios became their own thing but like now thinking that like you know this heavy five five kind of hardcore but like goofy hardcore band um opening up for the foo fires at like uh i think it was at the o2 arena yeah it's yeah, like it one just of the biggest doesn't, arenas, yeah. doesn't make any sense but it was it was you know really awesome so yeah Chris Can's plotting over there, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, he, Chris, Chris Can's always plotting Chris over here. Chris Can's being shady as shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Life shady guy. Band, but it's harder for Chris Can. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> wow. What can I say? He lives I don't know. in. I'm waiting for you to talk. He lives in Spring Hill. That's that's tough. that's, that's, that's all very you tough. Need to know. Jesus. All yeah. You need to know. Just type just type in those words in any computer and just sadness. Spring Hill, sadness, like, complete like, sadness. It's just like Spring schools, Hill. hospitals, and uh, broken dreams, and lots of fast food. Yeah, if you lots of guys, fast. You need to food. go to Five Guys, and you're in Spring Hill. Yeah, so we know somebody to you know to call. Could uh, uh, hook you up with a nice food. double cheeseburger. Speaking of which, I haven't got mine yet. Yeah, I, I've never gotten a cheeseburger course. either. Where's my cheeseburger? I my haven't worked in man. weeks. What? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been coming here so what have you been doing what what oh my phone never mind is there now yeah well we went to atlanta that was fun <sighs> i don't even want to talk to this kid what no. and then i go to new york in july july 10th we're gonna see radiohead together yeah. oh. he's also gonna go to his first year's to feed show the next night really no i, I think i've no, you haven't. No, I, I worked doors. At <laughs> he knows. No, no, fuck no, wait, I worked the door at a nearest defeat show. Oh, wait. Yeah, but that, that one was pretty... That, that doesn't count. That, that yeah, one doesn't was, count. Yeah, doesn't that, count. Yeah. yeah, you're disqualified, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, uh, Big Bliss played that one. Yeah, the the two touring bands, though, that were pretty bad. Yeah, that's not talking, that's yeah. Talking but Big Bliss saved the day. As they as they do, they yeah. usually do. As they yeah. do, yeah. So that, I think that's a perfect way to end this podcast. Shout out to Big Bliss, mm. Timothy Race, Saving Corey Race, Wallace, Wallace, love Man. you, Wallace, love Wallace. Wallace is slaps a the bass. badass, a bad. She is one of the best bass players in so Brooklyn. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>